1: I'll turn this over to Dana Parks an hour from right now alright 12 days now is how long this murderer has been on the run and been a fugitive in Pennsylvania we don't know where he is except we know more of what happened over the weekend with this guy because he was caught on a doorbell camera
2: that's the thing that, that has been the the most interesting and the kind of wildest to watch over time as this search continues because they've narrowed it down to a fairly small area. And, and as of Friday, that's what Jen and I were talking to each other about when we were watching some of the coverage of this. Is John? If, can I stop
1: you for one quick second? Sure. Actually, sorry. Um, just because I'm on Twitter, ABC News right now has a news conference going with Pennsylvania State Police with an update on the escaped inmate. Oh, no kidding. I don't know if we can pull it up, but it's on Twitter ABC news live on Twitter. Um, I don't know what I'm not saying. I don't know what they're going to say, but as long as we're talking about it, they may end up saying, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so so we can it, find it anywhere.
2: Colin's fingers are on the task Looking as we fast, speak. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can get, but just, yeah, to, to finish the thought. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. We were, we were talking about this, about them narrowing the search to a fairly small area. And that was our first question was, how do they know he's in that very small area? And it's because he's been spotted a number of times. On the the Ring doorbell camera, as you said, there were a couple of other people who just saw him, and they know that uh, he had cut his hair and changed his appearance a little bit and and taken some other steps not to be recognized. But, I mean, somebody in a small town in Pennsylvania like that, out in the woods, uh, yeah, he can do all the changing of his appearance he wants to. Uh, I don't think it's going to do very much for him, but they they had this this cordon on this uh, fairly small area, a couple of square miles in Pennsylvania where they think he is. And what's started to happen now is, you know, the, the interviews with people in the area have come out and some of them, there was one particular woman who said, you know, it's the weirdest thing because. With all these cops around, I've never felt safer. But with an escaped murderer out there, I've never felt more endangered. Right. Both of those feelings exist in me at one time. And how do you deal with that?
1: So Saturday evening, he stole a 2020 Ford Transit van three-quarters of a mile from the search perimeter and traveled 25 miles north to the East Pikeland Township. Do let's go. A-
2: yeah, let's go ahead and I- head to the press conference, see what they're saying. Of the Is there any
3: kind of delay here? The people at the church
4: we weren't notified until uh, well after midnight of the uh, the sightings. So, two hours after he shows up at this house and has a conversation with At, at least two hours. Were there any issues with oh. 911
3: with that call from that family uh, on the ring doorbell camera? Were there any issues? Can we walk us through? Can you actually just walk us
2: through that
4: entire sequence? Uh, I'm not aware of any issues with the 911 system, and um, I'm not going to comment further. What I'm going to tell you, I've already laid out what the timeline was, and, and what I would tell you is that uh, the individuals, uh, so with for example, the one was not home at the time. They were utilizing a doorbell to speak with him. They arrived home sometime later, reviewed the video and contacted local police. Uh, Whatever occurred there, we were not a part of it. We received the notice, and I gave you the time yesterday, I don't have it in front of me, but it was sometime around uh, 1230, as I recall, so after midnight, uh, when we received the notice. And our investigators then uh, began working on on that information
3: another Phoenixville neighborhood telling us that there was heavy police presence, that he was not from doors in that neighborhood as well?
4: Uh, those were the only two that we have reports that he communicated with anyone. Lieutenant
3: Colonel, at this point, have there been any other visual confirmed sightings since this doorbell photo was released? There have not. Do you have any reason to believe that he's just vanished without a trace? Do you still believe he's within Pennsylvania? Well, of
4: course he hasn't vanished without a trace, and for a variety of reasons, yes, I do believe that he is in Pennsylvania.
3: How many law enforcement personnel do you have working on this now, and have you brought in additional resources?
4: Um, That total right now is still probably hovering around the 300 mark and yes we have brought in additional resources so we're, we're switching some out I, I described yesterday that today as a matter of fact we had planned a major push and so there were a lot more uniform resources there were tactical teams a, a very large number of tactical teams and a lot of other assets that would have been utilized we have uh, instead replaced some of those resources certainly not all with uh, other investigative resources because, as I told you, the, the investigation has shifted. And so not only the state police, but our federal partners as well have brought in additional resources that we believe will be useful going forward. We collectively conduct fugitive investigations every day of the year. And so this one is at a little different scale. but. It's, it's the type of investigation each of our agencies works on on a very regular basis, and we're now adjusting with the resources we believe we still need. Up, up.
3: How, why weren't there assets at these acquaintances' homes before he made disappearance, And are you doing that moving forward in this investigation?
4: Well, when you say acquaintances' homes, what I would tell you is that um, these people had not, to my knowledge, had any contact with Cavalcante for years, so they were not friends, they were prior work associates, for example, and they were not people that uh, that we would have expected or that, that we would have known even to contact, uh, again, from the distant past. Sir, any
3: thoughts on thought, thought raising the reward of $50,000, $100,000 um,
4: to help bring the justice sooner rather than later? Well, no, again, right now we're announcing that the reward is at $25,000. I do believe that's a lot of, uh, a lot of money. Uh, I'm hard-pressed to believe that someone is sitting out there with information saying $25,000 is not enough. I suppose you know, we'll consider things as we go forward, whether that, uh, that will increase or not, but, um, but for right now that seems to be a, a pretty reasonable amount, I think. So
3: with the reward, with no defined area to search, are you 100% reliant on public tips in order to find them?
4: No. There's been a, 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 a lot of reports
3: or, or rumors, I should say, that Calviconte's sister previously was seen near the certain perimeter in like U-Haul or some other type of vehicle. Is there any creeds to that that led to her arrest?
4: No, I've heard those reports. Uh, her arrest was, again, because she is an overstay. That was a process that uh, that. Um, would play out for anyone in her same circumstance, and what I would say is she has uh, she has failed to cooperate, and so there was no value in law enforcement uh, keeping her here at this point.
3: Curious, through the communication with the sister and acquaintances, what do you know about the resources he may have—cell phone, money, food? What is he asking these people? Can you get what kind of intelligence you
4: gathered in terms of what? Uh, no, I, d- I don't want to talk specifically about what I think he may or may not have or what he's looking for. Those are all pieces of our investigation. But I think it's, uh, again, fair to say uh, what I've said all along, and that is he needs additional help. He needs resources for the long run, and he is seeking those. So, I
1: mean, have, you extended, water, have you extended the search to Burks County at all?
4: Uh, we have, we don't have a uh, defined search area at this point. We are considering and, and certainly acting on and investigating any piece of information or tip that we receive, and so we follow those pieces of investigation, uh, pieces of information, uh, with our investigation as we have done right from the very start. Uh, you know, regardless of where they are. That's you know, the update
1: are so far from I believe that was Pennsylvania State Police. Uh, That was doing that news conference. there, addressing exactly what we were talking about right before we went to it, which was the fact that this escaped murderer um, was seen on doorbell camera over the weekend.
2: Yeah, what we were hoping is that they were going to say they got him. (laughs) They they obviously did not. And they don't have him. Uh, You just heard that last question was, have you expanded the search area into Berks County? And uh, his response was, we really don't have a defined search area right now, which unfortunately for him isn't a great answer. That doesn't really resonate all that well when no. when at the beginning of the weekend they said, well, we've got this small, very well-defined search area. And now it's, well, we're looking around. So it sounds like that ring doorbell camera was outside of that initial perimeter. And that's why they've had to expand the search area. So they're they're not sure where he is at this point.
1: I don't blame police for being testy about this. Yeah. But the, of course he hasn't vanished into thin air. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know uh, what they were. You know what they were asking. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, have you seen the photo, the new photo that they released of him?
2: Out based of the, on the stuff from out the out weekend. Out of the rain camera? No, 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 I haven't.
1: Oh, it's chilling. Um, I mean, I don't know what I expected him to look like, but the image and look on this guy's face. He's in a green hoodie with a ball cap on, underneath it, and just, like, no facial hair now. Um, before oh, his yeah. Escape, he had the facial hair. Okay,
2: yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. This is the new one. He also looks about 10 years younger than he did. I guess if you shave yeah. a beard off of somebody, it's going to have that effect, but yeah. he does. He looks very, very young, <clears throat> pardon me, in, uh, in that picture, and so, yeah, now there are going to be two images, I think, of this whole thing, unless... And I, I say this hoping against hope that it doesn't happen, unless somebody else is hurt in in this by him. The the two images that are going to stick with us forever are that one, and the one of him crab walking up the wall to get out. Those are I, the, the two pieces of this that are going to stay forever. Um, and and at this point, w- well, what they're looking for, and it's funny to see this push pull as we entered into that part of the press conference, uh, you heard him refer to the $25,000 reward that's now out and available. And what they said earlier on was anybody who assists in his capture will be eligible for all or part of that reward, depending on what level of assistance that they they give. Uh, so if you capture him then you're going to get the entire reward. Or if you have information that leads to him being captured or killed or whatever, that uh, that money is now out there. They address the amount a little bit, you know, $25,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny to think of $25,000 as like pocket change, but it almost seems mm-hmm. like that's, have you considered more money? Is yeah. one of the questions that came in. Um, and And part of the reason for that is what we were getting to before the press conference, you know, before we were even aware that this was going on, which is that there are now people who are out there who have taken it upon themselves to grab a gun and go out into the woods in in and around Berks County and Bucks County and all that area in southeastern Pennsylvania and go out and look for this guy because a couple of them have said we don't want this we don't want this hanging over our community and if i can go out there and help i know these woods better than he does i'll go find him for you
1: so that also makes me wonder now with the higher reward this 25000 i don't know what it was before but now it's $25000 are you going to have more people inclined to do that are you going to have more people inclined to at least go look for him hopefully you don't kill him but i mean at least go and and look for them on their own, because now there's more money on the table.
2: Right, whether it's uh, people going out solo. The the one guy that was... That was profiled in the uh, in the article that I had seen about this earlier was a guy whose name happens to be Ryan Styles. It's not that guy, okay? It's not <laughs> the one from whose line is it anyway? But his name is Ryan Styles. He happens to live in the area, and he said, you know, I'm a hunter, I'm an outdoorsman. I know these woods like the back of my hand. I know he's gonna need water, so I'm going up and down the river to because I know he's got to be out there somewhere by it. Um that sort of thing. You you can easily see why he would be inclined to do that because of what he said, which is I don't want this hanging over my community's head anymore. But whether you're going out solo or you're going out as part of some kind of a makeshift posse, that can turn itself into a very dangerous situation because if you got three guys who are out there and they see this Ryan Stiles guy out there walking up and down the river, how are they going to know it's not him? I mean, that's a really good point, yeah.
1: Um, the other thing is, keep in mind, <clears throat> this guy killed his ex-girlfriend in front of her
2: children. In I In mean, a this brutal is, fashion, stabbed her to death.
1: Right. And then escaped from prison. This is not a guy you want to encounter. No. And he's going to be desperate to stay on the run. And we'll probably do anything to do that.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, and, and somebody on the text line said, yeah, the cops should probably denounce vigilantism. They already have. Yeah. They've already said, look, we can't. Tell you not to do this. We can't tell you not to go out in the woods with a gun. People do it all the time. I mean, that's hunting, right? So we uh-huh. can't tell you not to go look for him. But we would really prefer it if you left it to us. And what the citizens are saying is, so far we have left it to you, and you've come up with nothing.
1: Well, they didn't up this reward by much. It was twenty thousand dollars. Now it's twenty five thousand. Oh boy, that'll do it. I, I, I mean, if you're going to tack more money on, tack more money on. I mean, if you really think that twenty thousand is not getting you what you want. Yeah, put some more into it. So would you I mean, if if you were if we were in Pennsylvania, is that something that you would help with? Would you get involved in that or absolutely stay out of it? Uh, we'll take a break here. 913-586-7798. If you want in, get to your calls next on KMBZ. Phone number here. 913-586-7798. Okay, Statue of Liberty I mentioned the story a little bit ago here uh, to get into now. So there are people who Want to clean the Statue of Liberty to try to show its true color
2: because chemistry. <laughs> I, I wish them luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're unaware, if you don't remember, the, the last time we did this, the big renovation was right around, uh, it was, what was it, 2000? Somewhere in there, where they where they did sure. the big big unveiling mm-hmm. of the Statue of Liberty, uh, because it had been a while, it had been seventy you know, something years since it had last been really you know taken down and, and not taken down, but uh, had been serviced and and cleaned up and spiffed up. So we did that. And very quickly, I mean, the Statue of Liberty is made out of copper. The skin, anyway, is, is made out of copper. So under regular... Yeah, I mean, if it had been in a museum, like inside in a climate-controlled environment, it would be that rich kind of orangey-red copper color. Mm-hmm. But it isn't because it's out there around salt water and acid rain and all of the other effects of of being outside in the elements. And that's what turns it that kind of bluish-green hue. Um, that's what happens to copper when you leave it outside. So I think it's sulfuric acid that it comes into contact with that, that turns it that color. So there's this big movement of, of foot and it took me a while to get to the bottom of where it was coming from. And most of it's an online thing where people are saying, I want to see the statue of liberty like it's supposed to look in that nice copper color that now the only thing that's that color is the, the flame on the torch. Mm -hmm. Um, so they want it to be taken down and chemically not taken down again, but, but chemically cleaned. have pieces of it that would be, uh, cleaned off with chemicals and turn it back to that hue. The problem with that is that'll last about a couple of weeks. Go on. Why? It'll just turn back green again. I mean, if, if you take it down to raw copper and you leave it right where it is, what's going (laughs) to happen? it's going to turn green again, the same way that it did the first couple of times.
1: Yeah, it's funny because this um it used to be that people liked this, that people wanted it cuz you just want to leave it alone. I yeah. mean, just you and and this is kind of the color that we know, I mean quite <laughs> frankly. Yeah, it's this is the, that green is is what how we know the Statue of Liberty is is that color. And so for a long time people said, we just want to leave it alone. Yes. But now there's this effort to Try to get it back.
2: Yeah, and and out it comes again. Um, And and the funny thing is, I mean, the people that they're talking about, who are the experts in the field, I mean, the people who really know metallurgy and what they're talking about here are saying the same thing. Great. Yeah, you can do that, and it'll last a very short period. You can spend all kinds of time and dump all kinds of chemicals on it and and spend all kinds of money doing this, and a couple of weeks later it's going to be right back to green again. So what are you wasting time for? There's no real way to make it chemically stable, it's always going to turn back to green. But uh, you see, I think your point is the much better one, which is that's the way it's always been. We know it like yeah. that. Yeah. Leave So it alone. yeah, leave it alone. Let it be. It's it's thing. I mean, that color, that, that particular shade of, of green, blue or blue, green or whatever you want to call it is so iconically attached to the statue of Liberty and all of our conscience, consciences consciousnesses there we go there's that word that's tough one then, then why why go messing with it
1: and let's just talk for a, a half a second about the logistics of cleaning the statue of liberty
3: <laughs> like how do you think yeah. you're going to
1: do that just you know get a bottle of 409 and just get up there and yeah, go to know. town
2: yeah yeah not to mention the fact that that unless you do it all at once -hmm. And by the way, that thing is giant. If you've ever seen it up close, you know what a what a huge job that is. If uh, I mean, if you try, uh, unless you do it all at once, let's say you start at the top and you start that kind of chemical cleaning. By the time you get to the bottom, top's already green again.
1: Yep, and so this is just a forever project. Then, yeah, at that point. Um. Somebody was making a joke on the text line, but I'll I'll suggest it for real here for half a second. What about painting it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Two of I mean, you. I
2: uh, yeah. Uh, or I mean, if if you took it down to its base color, um, uh, you know, to to that copper color, and you were able to right away somehow seal it with a shellac or or some kind of lacquer or something like that over top of it, maybe you could keep it looking that color for a longer period of time. The, the problem with that is you have to keep doing that. That stuff right. doesn't last forever either. And the more salt sea spray and, and rain and everything else that falls on that, the quicker that finish is going to be washed away.
1: We're getting phone calls. I know we have Mike on hold. We need to get to a break here though. So everybody hang on with us. We'll get to your calls next year on KMBZ. So there are people that don't like the green color of the Statue of Liberty. It got that way because of science, chemistry, and if you want to undo that, um, it would take—it would be hard. It would take a lot of work, and it wouldn't last very long. But people want to do it anyway.
2: Yeah, and somebody on the text line pointed out quite accurately that you think about a tarnished penny, and mm-hmm. you can—you you, know—you can use chemicals to do the same thing. Tarnished pennies sometimes they do turn green. A lot of times they turn that kind of brownish color. And you can use chemicals to make them bright coppery again, but the more often you do that, the more definition you lose because you're taking layers off of the top of the copper. So the more definition you lose on the uh, on the the pressing the image on the penny in the first place. So you would do that same thing. Now, granted. The facets on the Statue of Liberty are a lot bigger, so you could take off a lot more copper without that being a worry. But sooner or later, the more you keep doing that, the more you will tend to eat through the copper. Let's go to Mike in Topeka and see what he's thinking about this. Hey, Mike.
3: Hey, guys. Um, so the Topeka Capitol building has a copper dome that for years and years was green. Um, it's now kind of a, a dark brown, almost black color because they they recently redid the building. Um, when the building was hit uh, by that tornado in 66, uh, a, a chunk of the, uh, the dome was damaged, and they tried to replace it, and it turned black. Um, and that's part of the reason why they redid it this most recent time, because they wanted it to be all evenly colored. And getting copper to evenly colored is <laughs> very, very difficult to do. And yeah. It actually requires a special chemical treatment. So not only would you have the insurmountable task of cleaning the statue, but then getting it to all evenly color again would be nearly impossible to do. But I think that the only thing that they could do would be to paint it. And then again, it's like, you know, well, what's the point? Just... If mm-hmm. nothing else, just clean it and call it good, but don't try to change the color of it.
2: No kidding. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, that. there's an argument about there about even though you could, should you? Because like we were talking about, that color has become so associated with the Statue of Liberty that it would almost seem wrong to to make it copper colored because it's never been, <laughs> you know, or at least right. not, not for it, very long.
3: So um, that's just the iconic look of it that, you know, it just when you think of the Statue of Liberty, that's instantly where, you know, the, the picture that forms in your mind. And I think it would just, it would just be so wrong to do that to it.
2: Right. I'm with you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, just, just yeah. leave it like it is that color is so it's, and it's unique to the Statue of Liberty as well. There's, right. there's not a whole lot else that's out there. That's that color. One of the things I remember from that renovation, by the way, late in the nineties or early in the two thousands is that they noticed, uh, while the renovation was going on, That There was a problem with black, you know, he mentioned that blackish-brownish color. There was a problem with black streaks showing up down the Statue of Liberty. Do you remember what it was? It was It was from the workers peeing on it. What? Yeah, because they 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 didn't have there's no bathrooms up there, so <laughs> they had to tell the guys, hey, knock it off, because they were they were discoloring it because of the the chemicals in the urine it was making black streaks on the statue as they were trying to renovate it.
1: I assume they were able to remove the black streaks. Yeah,
2: eventually, yeah, they they treated yeah. that with something else, and you know now it's again back to its iconic mostly green.
1: Wow. Yeah, I suspect this isn't going to go very far. I, I don't. <laughs> no. I don't think this is. This is going to go anywhere. Scientists are going to keep saying no. Seriously, if you clean it, it's just going to go back to the way it was.
2: Yep. Please trust us just, on this. Just leave her alone. Let her be what she is.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, we are ending the end of when it's going to be hot here, but nonetheless, uh, Metro out of the UK asked the question. To an expert, does drinking alcohol in the sun really get you drunk faster <laughs> to get a verdict on it? And now we know for sure if it's true. Yeah.
2: Have you ever heard that, that, that you know, if it's hot outside and you're out there drinking in the sun, that you got to watch it because you'll you'll get drunker faster?
1: Yeah, it'll hit you harder.
2: The yeah. Alcohol, for some reason, will hit you harder in the sun. It turns out, no, with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. And the no is uh, the absorption rate. So how much alcohol you drink doesn't vary in uh, in terms of how fast your body is able to absorb it. So the idea of it hitting you harder and faster isn't really true. But then we get to the asterisk, which has to do with one of the other things that you do when you're out and it's hot and sunny, which is
1: sweat. Right. <laughs> but I love the quote in the story. Uh, the alcohol concentration is the same, irrespective of the weather. Like... Yeah, so you're not the same amount of alcohol is in it, regardless of what the weather's like. But yeah, when it's hot out, you sweat. And so, and you're probably all, already dehydrated. And so then you're going to feel it more because you're 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 just sweating out more. And so you're just, you're losing fluid.
2: You're yes. You're just losing all of that. And, and drinking alcohol dehydrates you. So now you're being dehydrated twice the, the amount that you normally would be just from drinking.
1: Right. So, Yes. So it makes sense. So you just need to drink more water while you're out there like you would have to do anyway
2: and if you were out in the sun. That's always been the advice. I mean, right. even as far as things like uh, trying to mitigate hangovers, you'll often hear people yeah. say, yeah, you know, I, I can go out and drink with my buddies all night, but boy, you know, toward the end of the evening, I really got to start drinking water a lot because if I don't, then I'm going to wake up and feel terrible.
1: Yeah, because again, alcohol is going to dry dry out your system and, and take your fluids away, and so yeah, the more you, and I just always think, I don't even know if this might not be biologically accurate, but I just think the more I can dilute whatever I'm putting in my body,
2: The better, I mean, makes sense to me. Yeah. As long as you're not drinking water to excess, it's never going to hurt you to hydrate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you're certainly not going to hurt yourself by doing that, but it's, it's funny. Um, one of the other things that alcohol does, and you'll hear people talk about this when it gets really cold out. Oh, you know, when it gets cold out, I want to, you know, have a drink because it makes you feel warmer. But the reason why it makes you feel warmer is the reason why you really shouldn't drink in that circumstance, b- because it's a, a vasoconstrictor. So you you do feel warmer. I'm sorry, it's the other way around. It's a vasodilator. So uh, y- y- you feel warmer because you have more blood flow to your skin. But the problem with that is when it's cold out, you lose all that heat from having blood flow to your skin. So you're really hurting yourself. You're making it worse, but you're making yourself feel better. But the problem is actually getting worse.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. Um, I don't have that craving. I don't, like if I'm cold, I don't. I ne- I've never said that. Oh, I'm cold. Give me a give me a cocktail.
2: Brandy was was always the thing that I heard about with that. Okay. I've I've never had brandy in my life, <laughs> but but I always heard you know if it's really cold out, you know a well, nice brandy can make you feel really nice. I was like, I'll take your word for it. Sure, huh? I'll take I've hot chocolate. It.
1: It's fine. It's good. It's a little sweet for my <laughs> for my liking, but nonetheless, okay. Um, so you had found the story this morning about in Australia they're doing these scams. In yeah. stores,
2: yeah, it's uh, it's a kind of a weird protest, and it's as I said in our, our thread this morning, it's one of the few times I've ever really been dis- disappointed in the way that Sky News reported on something. Normally, they're very very good, but in this case, they miss such an obvious thing. What's going on is there is a there's a a group called Grant. It's Grassroots Action Network Tasmania, and they're uh they're a, like a consumer advocacy group. Um, and what they're really worried about right now is price gouging and what they're saying is that uh, i mean in Australia the same as we've seen here grocery store prices are rising at an unbelievable rate on all kinds of things on you know uh, raw meat and vegetables and things that you, you you buy out of the frozen section it's all going up But the point that they're making is that while those prices are going up, the companies that are delivering the food are raking in record profits. So they're saying, look, the prices are going up, but they're not going up because of of actual market forces. They're going up because there's a massive profit taking going on right now. So they're trying to get that across. What they did is they made up a bunch of very official looking special tags like you see when you walk through the grocery store. Mm But in this case, you really have to pay attention to them because they say things like, special, you deserve steak for dinner. You can't afford it, but you deserve it. (laughs) And and so there are these little joke tags. But down at the bottom of them, they have a QR code. And this is why I was disappointed with Sky News is that nowhere in the article does it refer to that QR code. It doesn't say where it goes. It doesn't even mention that it exists. But it's obvious. A couple of the other slogans, they said, uh, special. uh, This is for Kohl's, which is a a big grocery chain down there. Our right to profit is more important than your right to food. That's capitalism, baby. And Yeah, I know. It's rough, right? Another one said, if you think our prices are bad, you should see our wages. Again, making the point that they're taking in all this money, but they're not doing anything for their own employees, and they're not doing anything for the consumer. So since Sky News didn't do it, I figured, all right, I've got a phone. I'm going to see what that QR code is. And what it does is it goes to a web address that is connected to the study that is making their point for them, that's showing the amount of profit, the amount of increase in profit that the grocery stores are making that mirrors the increase in their prices, saying there is no reason for them to raise these prices at all other than they want more money to keep.
1: Wow. Wow. There were many twists and turns yeah.
2: to, oh, I know. to getting here. It's it's a wild story, but still, I mean, the fact that they're doing that and, and going that far to make these Woolworths and Coles labels and things like that to to try to grab the consumer's attention, and they're sticking them on things like the meat case, mm-hmm. you know, it, without the store's knowledge. Needless to say, the stores aren't terribly happy about that.
1: Huh. Um, can we talk about Justin Trudeau for a second? This wasn't on our chart for today, but um, – sure. The headline out of the hill.com this morning as long as we're talking about problems and stories was Trudeau is stuck in India thanks to a broken airplane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a little uncomfortable.
1: Well, so so if you get further into the story, which is being done everywhere, he was at the G20 summit. He was in New Delhi. And yeah, the plane he was supposed to leave um, on Sunday And the plane had mechanical problems, technical difficulties. So he had to spend another night. And I just thought you couldn't. We only have one Air Force One, like, you know, but um, wait, isn't there a second one? Is there a second one?
2: Well, technically, any plane that the president's on is Air Force One. Right.
1: Right. But I just thought, can you not send another plane? Like, can you not? (laughs) Does he have to stay another day? Like, he's just stuck there? There's no way you can get him back. There's no... You have access to no other plane with the security features to get him out of there?
2: I mean, at some Uh, point, do you just fly commercial (laughs) if you're Justin Trudeau? uh, Apparently, the answer is no, you don't. Not under any circumstances. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a little disconcerting I guess that the the Canadian equivalent of the plane that we call Air Force One had uh-huh. mechanical problems at all to the point that it
1: couldn't leave yeah and you had no other solution to get the leader of your country back from India and you just had to leave him there for another night <laughs> it was just so maybe this is harder than I think maybe you know maybe for security reasons you have to have this airplane oh yeah but what do you do other times when it has technical pro Like, and he needs it. I mean, there's no backup
2: anything. Is, is the maintenance that bad in Canada? I mean, do they not? Because the, the one thing they do to Air Force One is they, they do more safety checks and mechanical checks and things like that on that airplane than any other airplane in existence for good mm-hmm. reason. You don't want this – first of all, you don't want this kind of thing happening because it's embarrassing. And second of all, you don't want to endanger the president's life in the very place that he's supposed to feel the most safe outside the White House. So, uh, yeah, I mean, are they not – are they cutting back maybe, skimping a little bit on the the old safety checks on Canadia One? Yeah, I mean, we'll never know what the problem was. Um, We just
1: know it's an Airbus. It's not clear when it would be able to return – Adding, this is not the first time it has had problems. Okay. Might want might to think about it. They said the issues are not fixable overnight. So everybody has to stay in India until we figure out how to get them back.
2: I think it's time for the folks at Boeing to start making a couple of phone calls Seriously. going, really, do you, do you really want one of those things? Because they're not that great. And honestly, we've had a pretty good safety record so far.
1: Yeah. So hopefully they get them back. All right. Um, we'll take a break here. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Turning things over to Dana Parks here about 10 minutes from right now. Uh, we have a woman who was going to be flying on Delta Airlines and had her six-year-old dog Maya with her at uh, the Atlanta airport, the big one, which is uh, just a maze. It- it's just it's it's so big it takes forever to get through. She lost her dog there. And finally just got it back.
2: Yeah, it was it was a really awful situation. She was going back to visit family, uh, headed to Punta Cana. And she's originally from Dominican Republic. So when she got to Hartsfield, she was informed by Border Patrol that her visa had been canceled because there was some kind of problem with the paperwork. So she needed to, instead of continuing on her flight... You know, she missed the the connecting flight out of Atlanta, so she needed to stay there in a detention center overnight and that uh, they were going to put her on the first flight out to Punta Cana the next morning. So when she did, I mean, she was there at the airport. She had her dog with her. It's this little dog. Looks like a minpin. Um, mm-hmm. And so she had the dog with her, but she couldn't take the dog to the detention center. So a Delta representative came over, took the dog from her and said, we'll get you back with the dog tomorrow and you can fly out of here. We'll take care of the dog overnight. So she got back the next day and nobody had the dog. The the dog was just gone. Mm -hmm. So and she couldn't stay because Border Patrol told her you need to get out on this flight. So they put her on the flight without the dog. It had been three weeks that nobody saw in literal literal fashion hide nor hair of this dog until finally somebody found the dog near baggage claim uh, for Delta. And they were finally able to to make the reunion with her and her dog. But they said, uh, I mean, the dog for three weeks had been inside the airport. Nobody knew where the dog was. Nobody had seen it. And, and they when they found it, obviously it was dehydrated and mm-hmm. tired and hungry and all the rest of it. But they didn't, uh, I mean, you, you, the, the dog had to be taken off to the vet uh, to be rehabilitated. It was that bad. It just, it reminded me of the Terminal. You know, the Tom Hanks yeah. movie, only with yeah. a dog.
1: How does that happen is the question I ask. Yeah. How do you, was he, um, you know, was the cage left open? Was he in a in an office or a room somewhere, and the door was left? Cra- Somebody did something here. The dog just didn't run didn't just run away from a handler. So, something happened.
2: Yeah, uh, the day that uh, two days after Maya went missing, a Delta representative contacted her to say that while she was being transported to the plane, so apparently what they were going to do is they were going to try to fly the dog down to her in the Dominican Republic. And okay. they said while the dog was being transported to the plane, the dog escaped and ran out onto the runway. And that's the last they saw of her. Up until finally an employee found her, you know, hidden among the bags and all of that stuff, just uh and was able to get her back. Thankfully the dog's gonna be okay.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, luckily they found her.
2: Yep. Getting, I mean, well, she turned up. Don't, don't you want to know, like, where was the dog? Was the dog wandering around and, like, begging scraps from <laughs> from travelers and stuff? And people went, oh, look, a dog here has some hot dog. This is why the um, the GPS trackers
1: are good for the people that have those on their dogs. For sure. They, you would just know um, exactly where he is, but or she is.
2: But luckily, she got back. That's a great point, by the way. Yeah, if you're, if you especially if you're looking at traveling far away from home with your dog, get one of those. Put it on the collar.
1: Again, you do that with your baggage. So <laughs> you know where your baggage is. Yes. This is pretty important baggage that you have with you. Um, okay, then we have what was found in uh, on the personal item of a ferry passenger. This was customs in China. Uh huh. You had an unnamed woman. Um, who was trying to traffic some reptiles, some lizards, into <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. She gets to the Chinese mainland side. And again, this is at a ferry terminal where she has to go through customs. And so there's footage that shows her shuffling through the customs area <laughs> wearing very baggy clothes to the point that she had to do a strip search. They had to, to look and see what was going on there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they, they caught her. She was uh, doing a
1: little smuggling. Of lizards in the bra.
2: <laughs> oh, like no one will find them there. 16 lizards. Five bags of lizards that she had stuffed inside her bra. Uh, I'm looking to see what kind of lizards these were or if they even uh, bothered to tell us. But, I mean, does it really matter when we're talking about 16 lizards inside a woman's bra? Oh, it says yeah rare. Sailfin sail lizards very rare yikes okay. <laughs> okay the lengths that people will try to go to 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 smuggle these things. we've had the guy with the parakeets in his pants mm-hmm. uh we've had snakes and other reptiles to, where people try to to do this and in order to get it done like you said you have to wear clothes that are so baggy as to look suspicious simply because you're wearing something that's that baggy
1: yeah i just can you imagine she knows it's about to happen, and it looks like she's wearing a sports bra. Uh huh.
2: And that,
1: and that the mesh bags are underneath that.
2: that are, yeah, exactly. Uh, you're right, because it's it's very big, and it's got that kind of fabricy look to it all the way along, uh, yeah. like a stretch fabric. But I mean, at, at what point do you start worrying about them moving around? I mean, isn't that going to look a little weird <laughs> when, yeah. when people yeah. see it? it's like, uh, are, are are you doing that, or is there something that needs to be happening right now? Are you undergoing some kind of medical issue?
1: And the moment they said to you strip search, uh huh, why not just fess up yeah. to what's why do you have to wait for them to discover them? Why don't you just tell them, Yeah, I'm you know Allow me to turn my back for a
2: moment, and I'll show you what I've got. Sizes, by the way, in case you're wondering what a sailfin lizard looks like, uh, sizes vary with the largest males growing up to three and a half feet long. I'm guessing these were babies. Uh, Females are a little bit smaller, and they went on to say that uh, in just the last month, customs agents uh, seized 77 seahorses, five snakes, and snail ointment from a man traveling through an airport in the U.S. Don't smuggle things that way, please. Ew. No, thank you.
1: Not a job I would want. Okay. That does it for us for the day. It's 2 o'clock, so we will turn this over to Dayton Parks and rejoin you
0: Tuesday here on KMBZ. Baseball is back, and so is MLV.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.